0: You are wrong. We'll do it again.
1: He was slinging puns at a B&B when he had an epiphany. I make a part in about time, too, about not playing the and It was free through all, and I heard him say he bought my borderlands. But just sit back and let Spencer do his trick, because you're incapable, hey,
0: Hello and welcome to Keep Off The Borderlands. My name's Spencer, a.k.a. Free Thrall, and today I'm going to be revisiting the subject of Verson. But before that, I just want to share a couple of messages that I received following the last episode. Hey, Spencer. It's me. I'm... uh... Um uh just you know, just uh, following up a call here. I'm giving you another another ring. Uh and uh I was just wondering about the uh the elephant. Really? Um uh are you are you p t Barnum now? Brandon Marlowe there. And um, I'm assuming the comparison to P.T. Barnum is in reference to my skills as a presenter and a showman. Keep it down, Nelly. I'm doing a podcast here. Where was I? Ah, yes. Um, It seems that I didn't do a particularly good job of explaining the nature of the setting. Of Vason, because I want to share a couple of messages I received from Jason Connolly of Nerds RPG Variety Cast, where he speaks a bit about the setting, and well, let's just listen to what
1: he has to say. Hey Spencer, Jason here. So Vason, or however you correctly pronounce it, sounds interesting. Yeah, I'm not thrilled with that mechanic. Um, so, you mentioned the 19th century where it's set where it's set in, but I think that kind of idea, these man-made monsters, really fits in with the aesthetic of a lot of the 70s horror movies, right? A lot of the 70s creature or monster movies. You know, I think of Prophecy. No, not the series where Christopher Walken's a fallen angel. Prophecy with a mutant bear. You know Prophecy. If not, go check it out. Great movie. But there are a ton of movies in the 70s where you have mutated monsters and... And animals go wild, animal attack movies, and it's all because of what we've done to nature and us dumping toxic waste or the ozone layer or whatever, you know, genetic experiments gone awry. So I think it would really fit in that 70s aesthetic as well. You can even do it in an urban environment, things like alligator, where you have giant alligators in the sewers and, and whatnot. But yeah, it's an interesting idea the creatures of humanity creates attacking them. Like I say, a lot of the 70s monster movies had that aesthetic, which I really like. Um, if I run it... And I'd be willing to run it if you want to play. But I'd, I, I... If you really wanted to run that system, I would buy it. Or, I mean, play that system. But, personally, I'd probably use a different system. And I'd update to the 70s. And have you break your bell bottoms up. And um, crank up the disco music. And, you know... The, or we'd slip a little bit in the 80s and put a good synth score on. But... And, um, yeah, so let me know. Talk to you later. Thank you, Jason. Um, Yeah,
0: the setting that you're describing there sounds really good, actually. It sounds like a real interesting mix of uh, The Spirit of 77 and Monster of the Week, both PBTA games, which, um, well, I think they would match together quite well. And that does sound like it would be a lot of fun. But it does highlight the fact that I didn't do a particularly good job of explaining the nature of versen. Because Verson are not the product of some kind of industrial accident of man's meddling with nature. When I said the the situations were the result of human activity, and industrialization. Um, what I was attempting to explain was that Vasen are creatures of legend. They are fey creatures who have lived alongside humans throughout human history, albeit in a spiritual realm. But with the Industrial Revolution comes people moving from a rural way of life into a more urban setting, leaving behind those old ways of uh, honouring these spirits and essentially leaving these creatures behind. And not only that, but with the expansion of the cities and the transformation of the landscape, deforestation, things like that, These creatures have not just been neglected, but they are being disrespected. And this gives rise to conflicts, and as an investigator who has the sight, who can observe these creatures, who can study these creatures, who can hopefully negotiate with these creatures, addressing the issues that are upsetting them, perhaps bringing an end to the human activity which is giving rise to the problem and just kind of resolving the conflict essentially you're part of the the organization the, um, the the society whose job it is to police this hinterland not unlike the game that barney dicker of loco ludus has come up with the uh, league of eternal guardians where you're pretty much doing a similar job Dealing with uh, Cthulhu Mythos, which is a game I've had an incredible amount of fun playing. Um, you can hear a playthrough of it on Andy Goodman's Expedition to the Grizzly Peaks podcast and Grizzly Peaks Radio. I think it's on both, actually. One to check out if you haven't already. Um... As a point of reference, uh, the the Tim Burton film Sleepy Hollow, I think, would be a good example of the sort of situations you might encounter and how they might be resolved. If you haven't seen that film, it's set in New England. It's uh, about a community being terrorised by a headless horseman. And it turns out that this restless spirit is Responding to the kind of nefarious goings on within the community. So I hope that explains things a little bit better. There was an element of Versen that I'm not sure I mentioned in the last episode that really appealed to me. And that was the character creation. Um, there are a, a selection, I think about 12 rather broad character archetypes that you can choose from. And um, it's quite a, a simple point distribution. But at the back of the book, there's also a system for creating Completely random characters, which is something that um something I've spoken about before that I really like in a game. So uh, yeah, that was a nice touch. And what brought that to mind was listening to a new podcast. The first episode of which I popped up in the last couple of days. It's called uh, Frankenstein's RPG, and it's a bunch of gaming enthusiasts discussing their favourite elements of different RPGs with the intention of cobbling together all the best bits and creating a game out of that and see whether what they ultimately come up with if that's a workable game or whether it's just a complete mess but I think it's an interesting exercise and also has echoes of the uh, ludic behemoth of uh, Barney Dicker's Loco Ludus podcast. Whenever he interviews a creator, he asks them to uh, contribute an archetype or character class that they feel is um, neglected, underutilised, and uh, also their favourite mechanic. A particular element of a game that strikes them as unique and interesting. And um, yeah, if you're listening, Barney, I know you probably are. I wonder, Barney, if that was your intention for the uh, Ludic Behemoth offerings to result in some kind of uh, chimera of disparate parts